hey, guess what? The window doesn't work. I hate rental cars. Nothing ever works. The window doesn't work. The radio doesn't work. That smells like a cheap hooker. Or is that you? Uh, give me 10 bucks and find out. May 5th, 2019. Hello, everybody. Hey there, folks. So. So. We only have a couple <clears throat> things to talk about, but one of them, you probably already know. I bet you know. You probably already saw. Yeah. One of the new shows we've been working on has an open casting call up for the entire show. Are you ready? Well, it's the first episode in all of the major roles. There's two lead roles. There's uh -huh. major supporting roles for the entire series mm -hmm. that are in there for a show written by Dragon X Blink, longtime pendant contributor and member. That's right. Called Mage and Machine. It's super cool. It's a mashup of fantasy and sci-fi. It's a world with magic that mixes sometimes not always well with super high-tech sci-fi stuff. and So it's kind of fun and funny and fun. You like fun. Fun and funny and fun. Yeah. Yes, it's all of those. Uh-huh. So that casting call is up right now and will be up until May 15th. So audition. How often does the opportunity come up to get, like, get a lead or even a major like lead supporting role in a pendant show? Big juicy roles. Brand new shows don't start every day. That's right. So get in on it. Do it. And hey, yeah. if you have questions, you know, talk to us. We're here for you. I mean, we posted about it on all of the our social media accounts and in the Discord and everything. So yeah, if you have questions, pop over, shoot us a tweet or or drop a message on Facebook or, or pop even into if Discord. You're like, and... I don't know if this is good quality enough. We will let you know. Sure. We are here for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Making cool things together. Yeah. Speaking of. Nice segue. Thank you. <laughs> that other new show we've been working on is the one that I thought we would be able to tell you about by now, and yet we can't. But, but we got to told you about the other one, so that's a nice, nice alternative, right? We're super right? close. Here's super how super close. close we are. The entire thing is done. The eight episodes are done. The commentaries are recorded. It is done. It is ready to be piped hot and fresh right into your ear holes. Yep, we're like basically all lined up on the starting line and waiting. Just waiting. We gotta wait for that starting gun. So, as soon as it happens, we'll tell you. We will let you know. But once it comes, it's gonna be coming hot and fast right at you. Whoa. Whoa. You're not even gonna be able to deal with it. That's right. You're gonna be like, what is all this amazing, Whoa, great new content so in my face? What? Whoa, where'd it come from? It's all here at once. What's That's going right. on? Uh-huh. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's really cool. So, so I know many you can't wait. Amazingly talented people worked on it, and I can't wait for you to hear all of the amazing work that they did. You are not ready. You are not. It's it's an absolutely beautiful thing. It is. It's wonderful. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna dig it. We promise. When we can tell you about it. Yes. We can't give you a date <clears throat> yet, but it's looking like summerish. Summerish. Probably July. That's the way things Maybe are meaning now. We're not sure. But it looks like somewhere in there. So it should well, just look, be a couple more months. Well, look, it's already May. So It's May. It's not long. We're so close, you guys. So close. Just, you hang in there. Soon, you'll be listening to it and going, this was worth the wait. That's right. So worth it. Mm -hmm. You're going to send us email saying, this was worth the wait, guys. And we're going to be like, told you so. And thank you. Or you could tell us on any of our social media. That's okay, too. Instead of emails? Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. 
social media is a little more hip and with it. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people are sitting down like, I'm going to open an to email. I email somebody. To tell them how I feel about things. Can you hear my loud keyboard? Yes. I'm sure they can. I'm not even really pressing the keys because that would mess up the recording. It is so loud, you guys. Yeah. It's so weird. loud. I like it, though. I know. Okay. Okay, let's move on. Moving on. From Denver, Colorado, we have Adam Blanford on the line. Hello, Adam. Hello. How's it going? It's going pretty good. A little chilly here, but uh, overall, can't complain. How are you doing? Excellent. I'm I'm doing well. More insanity and mayhem from from work, but you know that's that's the way things are. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I, I get a lot of insanity and mayhem at work as well, so I I can empathize. How is uh, how is Denver these days? It is definitely hopping, that's for sure. Um, you know, at the risk of sounding like a travel ad, you know, we've got a lot of people moving here, uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, things going on. We're building like crazy, and um, you know, like I've, I've got family that are, that's actually planning on moving here, so I, they're visiting, and I'm showing them uh, apartments and whatnot because we've got about, I don't know, a dozen new apartment complexes coming up. You can't throw a rock without hitting one. Wow. So. Yeah, so we're pretty up and coming, and I have to—I do have to plug the fact that we have tons of breweries here, and you know, lot, lots of uh, lots of interesting beers to try. So <laughs> well, I have ten breweries been. within five miles of my house. So I'm I'm very proud of that. Awesome. Let's let's dive right in. Right. Um, so as you know, uh, people have questions, and I have questions, and hopefully you have answers, or otherwise this is very short and one-sided. No worries. I will do my best to answer. And if not, I'll just lie. You won't know the difference. <laughs> I, I laugh because I've heard that before. Oh, um, well, I, in here, I thought I was being original. Damn. Okay. Well, well, okay. Quick, quick story. Way back in the day, I had the um, pleasure of seeing Major Barrett Roddenberry speak. And she said that she'd have, you know, be open to questions after her, her talk and said exactly that. If I know the answer, I'll tell you. If I don't, I'll make something up. You'll never know the difference. I used to do that when I was teaching. I would tell my students, I'll, uh, you know, I'll do my best to give you the most accurate information or I'll make it up. So <laughs> I'm glad I'm in good company. You definitely are. She was really, really fun to watch. But this is your time. So. All right. We've heard you do a bunch of accents. Uh, what's your favorite accent? Well, you know that that's a that's a good question. I'd have to say it's probably uh, my my Scottish accent. Um, that one's really fun to do. Um, I've been doing it for about twenty years, and so it's it's one of my most fluid. So, um, can we get um, us a little? Sure. Um, one of the things I realized when I did uh, the month in review short for seminar mm -hmm. was that I could actually do that accent with my, or I could actually do that voice with my Scottish accent. So, um, like, uh, what I kind of killed them. They're intelligent informed infernos. That'd be murder. Or um, that's the many monstrous mutants have disabled the many monstrous mutants have arrived at the disused dimensional door alarm alarm. You know, so I, I realized I could do that. I was so disappointed <laughs> because, you know, Julia Eve doing the French accent just on the fly. I mean, come on, I, I should have upped my game. Have you used your your Scottish accent for other things that aren't related to voice acting? You know, um, I, I generally just use it to, to, to goof around. Um, I narrated an audiobook recently. I should have used that, but uh, 
but not really. You know, I I did I did a whole bunch of other accents. You know, I did uh, I did a Russian accent because I had to have a, a bit character, or um, I had to have a guy who was kind of gruff and you know hard as nails and or tough as nails and you know stuff like that. So I would I would kind of invent new voices on the fly. But I I'm always a little reticent to use the the Scottish because it's easier with natural voice than it is to actually read off the script. It's, um, I did do a, I did do a fan dub very early on where I was a Scottish character and that was definitely a challenge. So, so a fan dub of, of what exactly? It was, uh, it was called delicious in dungeon. It's a, it's a Japanese manga that, uh, it's basically like, um, I guess Dungeons and Dragons, but it's got a culinary bent to it. So these adventurers go into this labyrinth and they're trying to find this, this treasure or this, this dragon or something. It's been a while, but um, they're, they're trying to, to find this treasure and they're, they're trying to survive. And the, the way that they're trying to survive is by uh, cooking the animals that they kill or the monsters that they kill. And so it's, it's like uh, Julia Child meets Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> So, um, and, and I was just, I, I, I did this, uh, this dwarf and I just decided, you know what, he's, he's supposed to be Japanese, but, uh, uh, like that was the character, but I just did it with a Scottish accent for fun and they, they enjoyed it. So, um, we, we did one or two episodes of that and it's, it's on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it was fun. It, it wasn't like, let's, let's do Star Wars in different accents, kind of like um, when they did the Disney character playing the different Star Wars characters. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, I just, I I experiment all the time, you know, doing different different voices or or, uh, or impressions, and I'll just, I'll throw in an accent just to see what happens, and mm-hmm. then I realize, oh, my God, what did I do? I, I don't know if I can do that for a, because the, the, like, for instance, when I did the audiobook, I, the, the really gruff character, I realized that I had to do him for like half the book. And it was like, whenever my voice was at its most raw during the day was the day I had to use that character. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely just, I, I throw things out there and see what sticks. So what advice would you give to voice actors that want to get better at doing different accents? Well, I, that's a good question. Uh, for me, it's really been a matter of listening to, the uh, a person's inflections and listening to their uh, their cadence, you know, because mm-hmm. people speak with different uh, with with different tempos to their voices, and you know the tempo can convey or convey some uh, some different uh, emotion or different states, and then um, you know the the inflections are really important. So you know, being able to do, uh, you know, being able to um, I'm trying to think now, I'm, now suddenly I'm blinking. Um, you know, being able to, to listen and just hear how people pronounce their words really helps you uh, develop that accent. So, you know, like I can do a pretty good Grand Moff Tarkin impression, uh, like, uh, would you prefer another target, a military target, then name the system? You know, that kind of <laughs> clipped. Dantuin is far too remote for an effective demonstration, but we will deal with your rebel friend soon enough. Um, just being able to, you know, listen to the way that they speak, because he uses received pronunciation. and uh, And so that is really you know just listening to how he he says uh, his r's like uh, the empire you know he that, that's that's very right. characteristic of that particular accent so really just listening to how people pronounce their words and just paying attention to the the, the pitch and the cadence of their voices is, is really uh valuable when uh i was doing a short 
bit role for um, Shakespeare when we did um, a comedy of errors. We did it as a Western. Okay. So I thought, okay, I'll try and do it as John Wayne. That did not work out well. So I ended up not <laughs> doing it, but it seemed like it would be a good idea, right? Because if who's going to be the sheriff, but you know, John Wayne. So. <laughs> well, nobody can do John Wayne, but John Wayne. So that, that, that was setting the bar true, pretty true. high. Well, yeah. But I don't know any better, so you know. <laughs> well, you, you know, but but you know, doing doing impressions is is a really good way to start. Um, you know, I did my uh, my very first impression. I think was doing Captain Picard, and you know, trying to imitate Patrick Stewart's very you know sonorous Shakespearean inflection was just uh -huh. really, you know, um, I'm the commanding officer of the Enterprise. You know, just being able to to listen to the to the way that he he says his his his, his syllables. You know. It, it just it really helps you kind of gauge how to create an accent and how to build it for whatever it is that you're doing. My kids like it when, you know, they have a man. My kids are young, so they, you know, they still like me. Um, they have, um, you know, a test or something. And, you know, I tell them that they're going to crush it. And, you know, I do a little Arnold and that's become <laughs> a thing for them. But that's as far as I can go. Any other accent I rarely try, it could be really offensive to people. So it's something I'd like to get better at. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it's just, you know, listening and, and uh, just trying different things. Like for me, if I'm doing a new accent, it's it's um, just trying to th there's usually like a eureka phrase that really helps you figure out how to pronounce it. So, mm -hmm. you know, and, and there are a lot of really great uh, tutorials for accents on the on the Web. You know, I taught myself to do like a, a Cockney accent using that. So, um, you know, th th those kinds of, of things are really great tutorials and they're really good on a, on the fly. And then it's just a matter of, you know, making everybody listen to you talk in that accent until they just can't take it anymore. <laughs> that kind of thing is just really, uh, it's really fun to do. And then everybody will eventually be so, you know, broken down by the fact you're talking in that accent. They'll think it's good and then you can move on. <laughs> okay. So beat them into submission. Exactly. Okay. That, that's really my shtick. <laughs> that's the secret to my success. I, I, I think you've got something there. Excellent. Want to ask who your favorite writer is and to make things fair for everybody, we're going to exclude Caitlin. Okay. That's... Um, Caitlin, uh, Kleiman. So my, my favorite writer, um, mm -hmm. Hmm. Let's see. Um, you know, I, I've, I have a lot of favorite writers, but, uh, you know, like one of my, one of my favorite prose writers has to be like Isaac Asimov. I just mm. really enjoy the, the, the setup of the stories and the, the kind of, uh, you know, he's technical, but not technical. You know, he, he makes things accessible to the reader mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, generally finds a way to, to be interesting no matter what the genre is. That's why he's in every category of the Dewey Decimal System. Um, <laughs> cause he's just so, he was so good at it. Um, and so yeah, I'd, I'd probably have to go with him. Okay. Any particular title? Well, let's see. I would probably have to go with, uh, I, I would have to go with his foundation series. You know, the, like the first three novels of that were, were really great because it was, it's a story about the, the fall of this galactic empire. And uh, the, the idea is that this main character invents the, the ability to mathematically predict history or predict future history. And oh. he calculates this empire is going to collapse and be in 30,000 years of barbarism. But if he uses his formulas, he can figure out a way to guide everyone to a new empire within a thousand years. 
So it's it's really a story about uh, about destiny and free will and uh, and you know empires rising and falling. And I'm pretty sure George Lucas pulled the idea for the the city planet of Coruscant from uh, from the city planet of Trantor in in the uh, Foundation series. So anyway, I'm that that's one I'd go with. Okay, so you're doing um, seminar. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Uh, like I've I've done about three episodes as a voice actor, and mm-hmm. the an episode uh, with a short I I wrote uh, just came out. So really, people get a double dose of me this week because the seminar commentary dropped too. So right, it's fantastic. So writing and acting, do you have a preference? You know, I'd I'd have to say I, I'm I. I let's see, uh, Caitlin's listening. And if I say anything bad about myself, she's going to yell at me, but, um, <laughs> um, she really, she really gets mad. There's like, there are times when we're texting back and forth and there's just like all caps. She's middle naming me. It's, 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 it's oh, the, you know you're in trouble. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I, I love being a, a, a voice actor and being able to bring, uh, these characters to life. Um, the, the writing is relatively recent. Um, when I was, I, I wrote my first short last year and, you know, I, I really enjoyed it, but you know, there, there's a lot of work uh, to it and, and to make it really, really good. And I'm, I'm really glacial as a writer, whereas I'm really reflexive as a voice actor, I can kind of slip into the character and build it as I go. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd have to say being a, a voice actor is probably the, the primary thing for me. And then writing is something I'm coming to enjoy and hopefully do a little bit faster in the future. Is there a particular kind of character that you want to play that you haven't played? Um, I haven't played a, a really. I, I I I would love to play something with uh, with more complexity, more more subtlety to the uh-huh. to the character. You know, um, being able to play a character who just has many layers and being able to try and convey that in in the voice, I think, is is a challenge that I'd really like to to undertake. You know, someone with a with a you know I don't know dark past who has to deal with, um, you know, personal struggle and then you know triumph and all that. Definitely want to play the hero. So, are you branching out into other shows? Because that um, would be hard to do with seminar, them being as short as they are. So I've I've actually done a range of different shows in the last. I've been doing doing voice acting better part of a year and a half. And so I've done, I've done some different characters. Like uh, I played Edgar Allan Poe in HG uh, Wells has his regrets. So uh, huh. that, that character, that character is kind of fun. Uh, it, it's a premise where HG Wells invents the time machine, but he realizes that um, to go back in time or to go forward in time would alter history. So he decides that he's only going to go around and interview writers. And so he goes around and he interviews. Um, um, he, he's doing interviews with Charles Dickens and with HG or not HG Wells, he's interviewing himself. So that's brilliant. Um, now he's interviewing, you know, Poe and, and uh, Keats and other, other really, um, you know, famous writers. Uh-huh. And, and so that was fun because there was a lot of, uh, you know, he, he, I had to play this really morbid character who was just depressed all the time, no matter what, he's just a real sad uh-huh. sack. And so that was yep. fun. Um, <laughs> and then um, I, I did another character for project Ozma. The, that podcast uh, the character's name is Max King, and he has to be this really kind of smarmy um, leader type. You know, he's very very smooth and very very suave, but he's oh. still kind of a jerk. So you know, I, I've I've done I've done those, and I've I've done some other podcasts here and there. Um, 
but yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed doing seminar because I get to play a lot of varied characters. Um, you know, like, uh, my very first debut for seminar was uh, a character where I had to take a British accent that I'd taken, you know, years cultivating to be really clear and sonorous and just mangle the, the, the bejeebers out of it because that's what the character needed. He needed to have oh, a that was the British one who, who thought he was, could do British, but couldn't kind of yep. thing. Yeah. Yep. That was my, my <laughs> very first introduction to seminar and I had to completely destroy my British accent and, uh, <laughs> I just remember doing it and thinking to myself, you know, I could do this worse. And so I, I, I recorded the lines like three times because I kept uh-huh. thinking it still sounds British. And uh, so finally, I just I just started switching accents every syllable and finally managed to pull it <laughs> off. But I've, uh, I've always thought when I see people acting or, you know, on screen and such that there are actors who can sing. And then there are actors who can sing badly well. Um, and that is an ex- actually an extra talent to be able to do something badly on purpose. Oh, yeah. Like um, Deborah Messing and Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. Grace cannot sing at all. But then Deborah Messing has an amazing voice. Yeah. Uh, my, so my, my, my mother uh, was an opera singer. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, she uh, she was a performer uh, and she's retired, not dead. But um, <laughs> she uh, that's good to know. She used to, you know, she did uh, a bunch of uh, performances and occasionally she had to act badly. And so I I I learned to be good at being bad by kind of yeah. observing what she did on the stage and uh, and stuff like that. So cool. That's cool that your mom was an opera singer. Did that did you draw on that for? Any of the yeah. audio that you've done? Absolutely, because um, some of the things that she taught me to to sing, like my my singing is 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 so so. It, it's it's decent, but not you know incredible. But um, but you, you know, could the, the, be on a musical episode in Pendant. I I could I could I could <laughs> I could definitely uh, sing. But, you know, some of the things that she taught me about breath control, you know, being able to support from the diaphragm, um, mm-hmm. you know, that when you're when you're pronouncing your R's, you don't want to you don't want to really hit the R's because, you know, I'm from Ohio originally. And the uh, the Midwestern R is just ridiculously harsh. And uh, that's why we get words like, you know, we, we're, I'm going to go out and wash the car. The, the, the R's are just so hard that um, I have to really coach myself not to do that. So, um, you know being able to, to, to mitigate the R and being able to, you know, turn the dip, you know, not turn the diphthong when, when you're talking. So you say mm-hmm. joy, you don't say joy, it's joy because then that kind of helps keep the sound from becoming too pitchy or, you know, kind of off-putting. So mm-hmm. um, I, a lot of what I've done, um, I've, I've learned from, you know, observing my, my mom and having her tell me how I was doing. And she was always a straight shooter. If I, if I did performances in school, uh, she would always tell me, you know what, you could have done better. Or, you know, that really wasn't too bad, uh, but you should think about this. So, uh, you know, she was always very, very, uh, very exacting and was always, you know, I, I always learned to be very, very critical of my performance and really evaluate what I was doing just to make sure that uh, mm-hmm. I was paying attention. Well, you know, your mom's going to be honest. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, she, I, I hope so, but you never know with my mom. She's pretty cagey. <laughs> Let's shift gears. Um, I, I have a feeling I know who submitted this question. 
Um, someone would like to know who would win in a fight, a Klingon or an escalator? A Klingon or an escalator? Wow. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm. I'm. Is this an escalator on Kronos or is it on Earth? It doesn't say, but. For our listeners, if you did not hear last month's twip, you might want to hit that up and listen. This will make more sense. <laughs> well, I, 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 I have to assume that this was that this was Caitlin that asked this question in revenge because I asked the question about the Incredible Hulk in the escalator. Yes. So, um, you, you know, I, I, I have to, I have to say, um, if, if it's an Earth escalator. I, I'm going to have to go with the escalator because here's the reason. Um, if you think about it, it's in a public place. There's lots of bacteria and lots of, 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 of bum urine and all kinds of different things that are, that are filtering into it. And I think that that's somehow going to contribute to be it becoming self-aware. And if you think about it, the rage that it's going to get with people walking on it or, you know, throwing up on it or whatever, you know, the, you, all you can do is just go around and around and around forever in perpetuity. The Klingon gets to release its rage and it could still, and, 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 and it, not it, he or she gets to release their rage. And so they're, they're not quite as powered up, but an escalator, if given the right provocation will lash out and it will destroy anything in its path. So I'm going to have to say the escalator Klingons are honorable, but escalators are forever. Now, you had prefaced that by saying that if it was a Terran escalator, if it was a Klingon escalator, oh, if or it do was Klingons a... not use escalators? I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, I got to figure Klingons don't use escalators because that's convenient. I figured that they use a series of uh, really sharp spikes that you have to jump, you know, up, up, you know, almost like a salmon ladder or something with your bat left. And then if you fall, you die. And you know, so I, I got to figure that the escalator is kind of a, an earth convenience. Okay, that seems fair. Okay, good. Um, so let's talk about the transcripts. You did this whole project. So first, where did this idea come from? Well, uh, you know, there was some discussion of transcripts. Um, I think there was discussion about a year ago, and and there was uh, the consensus was this probably wasn't something that we could do or something that Pendant could do at the time. And uh, it, there was discussion in January of this year where um, – you know, Jeffrey was bringing up the fact that maybe we should start thinking about doing transcripts. And does anybody know about that? And uh, I had done some transcript work for my uh, my position. I was a research associate at uh, at CU Boulder, and so I was doing transcripts of interviews. And I was, you know, I had some 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 experience with accessibility, mm-hmm. and so I figured, hey, why not? And uh, and that would begin my rise to power within Pendant because you know I'd be given an a, an associate producer credit. And Welcome. so I, I yeah, thank you. And uh, so, you know, I, I, I volunteered to do that and we started talking about how to do it. And I created this process that I sent to Jeffrey and then immediately I threw it out and I figured out a better way to do it. Sorry, Jeffrey. Um, and so I've been, I've done that for a few episodes now. If I can interject, is this done with software? Is it a voice to text translation or you typing all this stuff up well what i'm doing is actually taking the uh, the transcript I'm, I'm taking the the script itself and i i format it in word and i, I kind of do some modifications and some tweaking put it all together and then i just sit there and i listen to it and as i'm going through i'll just you know code different things sound effects with a particular set of brackets 
character actions of the another set of brackets. Uh-huh. And I just go through and I listen to it and I, I listen to the dialogue and I just try to try to tweak the, the, the sound effects. Cause sometimes the effects come in a little bit before the dialogue as indicated in the script. Uh-huh. And, and so I just, I go through and I listen to what people are saying and, and I just try to match it as exactly as possible. So, so you're doing it by hand pretty much. That's, that's the best way to do it. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to automate it because you know, I, I want to make sure that whatever a listener is um, is getting from that transcript is pretty close to what they're getting in the in, mm-hmm. in the the actual recording. And sometimes I have to kind of guess because you know you'll get this music going on, like with uh, with wands and weaponry. I, I think I put uh, like soulful music and then uh, uh, or fantasy music, and then uh, VC Morrison had a different you know take on it. And so you know, it, it's a fun challenge, I have to say. So how long does a typical, let's say, 20, 25 minute episode take you to do a transcript of? I'm going to say it's it takes me probably at least a couple of hours because I got to I have to format the, the script and uh, get that ready so that I can go through and, and make modifications. Then I listen to it and do a first pass. Uh-huh. Then I'll go back through and I'll, I'll, I'll do it again. Um, I'm getting faster as I go, go along and, and uh, refine the method, but it probably takes a couple of hours or so. Okay. And you've done how much so far now? So I have done uh, the last uh, two or three episodes of Seminar, and oh. then I am, I'm working on the back catalog. I've got those uh, episodes formatted. I just need to go through and uh, start listening to them. It's just been, you know, I mean, you can understand a very crazy uh, time of year trying to get things, trying to get things done. I, I work as an institutional sure. researcher by day. So I, I work at a college and um, there's all kinds of crazy things going on uh, this time of year because of. Everything's starting to wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. End like, I, mm-hmm. Well, end of the year. And then there are these state and federal reports that need to be in and. Um, I'm, I'm the, like the number two in the office, so I really have to be on the ball. So, right. um, I come home and just collapse and uh, I'm semi-conscious for the rest of the evening. So yeah, uh, I'm working on the back catalog now and, uh, with, with luck, I'll have, uh, some of those episodes up probably within in the next month or so. Cool. How far back do you think you're going to go? I'll go back as, as far as I can. I, uh, I think I've got scripts going back into the, the seventies, you know, like episode 70 to like 80 something. So I'll be working on those. Okay. And then gradually moving back. Wow. Yeah. Well, you, you won't run out of things to do for some time. Well, I, I that's, that's the hope. Uh, you know, you got to keep me out of trouble. You got to keep me off the streets and uh, <laughs> this is the way to do it. And, you know, honestly, you know, James Rossi, he's just so prolific with everything that he does with the, with the wiki and the writing scripts and with the directing all that he's making me look bad. So <laughs> I, I, I really have to, you know, get off my butt and do something and, and, uh, you know, you know, show that I I'm worthy of the, of the, of the producer credit. <laughs> okay. So do you have any um, current projects going on um, elsewhere in Pendant or out of Pendant? Well, uh, for, for Pendant, like I said, the, uh, the, uh, I wrote a short called You Always Hurt the Ones You Love, and that's in episode 86. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also working on other scripts because Jeffrey wants more scripts. So I, I'm writing those. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So for other projects, um, I'm working on Caitlin Kleiman's uh, the the Insomnia Project. I mm-hmm. uh, I'm the, the the voice of Gonsanto. So I, I uh, I'm the guy. If you there, there's actually a number associated with uh, Gonsanto Industries, which is part of her her podcast. You can call that, and you'll hear me being a creepy dude um, or creepy <laughs> voice, or you can hear me as the credits announcer at the end of uh, episode one of that of that. Uh, cool. I'll make other appearances. I'm going to be on a podcast called Fangirls in a, maybe a month or two. Um, and so that that's a, about a group of, uh, of gals who decide to go and w- witness a pre-screening of episode nine of the Star Wars trilogy. Uh-huh. And uh, I am not one of the fangirls. I just wanted to want to clarify that. But I, uh, I do play an interesting character in there. So uh-huh. going to be doing that. And then I, you know, I, am, am I allowed to plug things like, like I, I finished an audio book. And oh, cool. Yeah. Plug away. Okay. So I did a, an audio book called Nanomorphosis and uh-huh. it's by Marla L. Anderson. Uh, it's about 15 hours long. Um, it took me a very long time to, to, to do, but um, I'm very proud of it. And uh, you can find it on iTunes, Amazon, Audible, um, and whatever, wherever fine audio books are sold. So, <laughs> okay. So that, I, I think that's, that's it for right now. I actually have to start doing some more auditions, especially with this spiffy new mi- microphone. Okay, cool. You you uh, have a new toy? I do. Uh, my my in laws bought me a new microphone and a pop filter uh, for for as a belated birthday present. My birthday was last month, and so they sent it to me and said, "Here, you know, we we want to support your 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 voice work," and it was great because I I was using one of those snowball microphones and. Um, it, it did the job, but, you know, I still sounded like I was in a tunnel and I think this one sounds better and I can actually plug in and listen to my voice as I talk. So it's like, I have this really highfalutin, uh, technology now. Cool. I'm really cool. proud of it. Though I, I posted that I had this new mic and that I had this hillbilly set up before. And then, uh, Dave Morgan managed to, to top me with the, uh, <laughs> rock band microphone yeah, with the chip clip that. attached and all that. Yeah. Hubris. I, yeah. I <laughs> All right, so now we come to the part where we do bullet questions. All right. All right. Fire away. Who is your favorite Muppet? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Fozzie Bear. Ooh, waka waka. Waka waka. Favorite uh, pizza topping? Sausage. DC Good. hero. DC hero. Um, Got to go with Batman. DC villain. Uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, the Joker. Got to give equal time here. Marvel hero. Yeah. Uh, Wolverine. Marvel villain. Thanos. He's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, genocidal, genocidal, you know, killing half the universe kind of way. The, the most interesting villains are the ones who think they're the hero in their own story. Exactly. Exactly. And that's how we should all be writing our stories. In, 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 you know, shorts and things, not in our real lives, but. I tend to be a supporting character from time to time. It, you know, that works too. Favorite Star Wars movie? I'm going to have to go with, uh, with The Empire Strikes Back. And favorite Trek movie? Oh, that Eagle one's Star. just, that one's really, really, um, I'm, I'm a huge Trek fan. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, Wrath of Khan. All right. Very good. Can people find you on social media? Yes, you can. Uh, I am on the, 
I am on the Twitter feeds with the very on the nose handle of at VO underscore voice actor. Um, I, I, I wish I'd come up with something cooler, like, you know, um, flaming toilet or something like that. But of course I was <laughs> on the spot and trying to think of something and I thought, well, I'll just do Vo voice actor. Any, um, other ones like Facebook? Um, I'm on Facebook as, as AJ Blanford. Okay. So you can find me there and see, I'm, I'm on Tumblr. It's a CMDR Bravo. Mm-hmm. Um, Bravo was a, was a nickname in uh, college. So I've been using that everywhere. And then someone, friend of mine shortened it. I to was going to ask about that. So yeah. Yeah. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo was my, uh, was my fraternity nickname actually. So uh, I was in uh-huh. Kappa Kappa Psi, which was the band fraternity, which, you know, sounds way less cooler now that I say it out loud, but uh, <laughs> But yeah, Bravo, I, Bravo stuck with me for about 15 years now. And, and uh, Vo is a derivation of that. Uh, that was given to me by an, another friend who decided that she didn't like long names, which even though it was six letters long or five letters long, um, it should be shortened. So she called me Vo. Okay. So, yeah. Very cool. And of course, you're on the Pendant Discord. And I am on the Pendant Discord. And, uh, and I know that Jeffrey's really jealous of my avatar because it's uh, Jadzia Dax right now. Um, yeah, I saw that. That that's a recent change, isn't it? That is a recent change. Uh, I I tend to use uh, drawings, and uh, that drawing is the the one I'm using on the pendant Discord right now is uh, by a friend of mine. He is on Twitter. He's absolutely amazing as an artist. Uh, it's at Pedro Starfleet, P E D R O S T A R F L E E T. Uh, he does absolutely amazing stuff. Um, I'm plugging him because his artwork's great, and he does a lot of really fun video uh, insertions. He's done a lot of stuff with the Orville, putting himself on the on the bridge or interacting with Seth MacFarlane. It's it's pretty pretty impressive. So oh, cool. He did all he's done all my artwork, and so I I tend to put that on as my avatar because they're just really freaking cool. Does he do that professionally? He, uh, he has done some professional work, but uh, he does it for me because I'm just a really great friend. <laughs> well, and that's good. good. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, good I've friends got, like, are hard to find. I've got like 10 different avatars from him. So, you know, of various genres and, and various characters. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really lucky. Very, very cool. Well, people can find me at JG underscore QA on Twitter and on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash J-O-R-D-A-N.G-O-T-T-L-I-E-V.5036. How's that for unoriginal? <laughs> I'm just impressed that you, you rattled it off at that speed. That's, that's really great. Well, I've been doing these for a little more than five years now, so... All right, so it you've had practice. Off the tongue. I've had some practice. Yes. Good. Good. Well, <laughs> see, there you go. That that that's that that's the uh, foundation for new accents and things. Really good <laughs> articulation. Um, although I have been staying off Twitter and Facebook because I refuse to be endgame spoiled. Well, that that's that's good. That's good because it's just it's like Lord of the Flies out there. If somebody says something that's even vaguely spoilery, they will be destroyed. Hmm. Yeah. I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, it was a pleasure. It was definitely a lot of fun, Adam. And um, we will kick this back to Jeffrey and Susan. All right. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview. It's over.
Coming out Wednesday, May 8th, Kingery, Season 10, Episode 3. I got a potential client in my office. So what's the emergency? Next time on The Kingery. The good news is last week I compiled a list of dives to check for underground implant networks. Here, we'll split the list by location. Looks like a lot of walking. I keep telling you to get your knee regenerated. And I keep telling you I ain't gonna do it out here at the ass end of the universe. I'm still following the subjects, Miss Briggs. Are they making progress? It's hard to get details. This far from the center of the galaxy, a lot of technology is primitive. Have they found socks? Her implant was the most effective we've ever seen. I know her value to the fifth. I want an extreme mod. One that could be, uh, off the books. You know anybody who could help me get that kind of job done? Well, that's serious. Are you serious about this? Cash or credit. You got information, I'll pay for it. Only at PendantAudio.com. That's the best news I've heard all day. Coming out Wednesday, May 15th, Richard II, Act 4, The Pendant Shakespeare. That's a four. I was looking. It's I know, a... you couldn't see the screen. It was kind of far. Yeah. It's a four. Act 4! I see it. I said it. I'm just re-emphasizing for the uh-huh. people listening. Yeah. Act 4. You saw my hesitation. Act 4. And you, you sensed weakness. Act 4. Act 4. I went in for the kill. It's Act 4, okay? Jeez. Some honest Christian trusts me with a gauge. That Norfolk lies, here do I throw down this. If he may be repealed to try his honor. Next time on The Pendant Shakespeare. Give me the crown. Here, cousin. Seize the crown. Are you contented to resign the crown? I know. No, I. For I must nothing be. Therefore, no, no. For I resigned thee. My lord, dispatch. Read o'er these articles. Mine eyes are full of tears I cannot see. And yet salt water blinds them not so much, but they can see a sort of traitors here. The shadow of your sorrow hath destroyed the shadow of your face. Fiend, thou torments me ere I come to hell. The crown will be contested in Richard II, Act Four. Presented by the Wild Bill Variety Show. Fitzwater, thou art damned to hell for this. Listen or catch up anytime on desktop or mobile at PendantAudio.com. La la la, the show is almost done. Yay! (laughs) There's your show for the week. Month. Yeah. Fantastic. There you have it. One other thing I will mention, and I've realized um, once I mentioned the um, the Majid Machine casting call yeah. earlier, we don't often talk about casting calls that are open when this TWIP goes live, and I kind of should. Oh. So we often have a bunch. Um, you know, you can check PendantAudio.com. All our casting calls are posted there and to the social media sites, but definitely the, the PendantAudio.com site, the auditions are always going up there. Um, and so right now we do have one other one open. 
for a Hispanic lady in the Kingery. So if that is you, we would definitely love to hear your voice. Check out that audition. Mm -hmm. And then also audition for Mage and Machine while you're at it. Yes. Audition for everything. Just, you know, to cover all the bases. Right. Okay. Be sure to stop by that website at PendantAudio.com and check the casting calls. The Facebook page at Facebook.com slash PendantAudio. Oh, I skipped a bunch of stuff. The Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash group slash Pendant, then the Facebook. And then the, uh, Twitter's at PendantWeb. I'm just a mess today. I'm a hot mess. Uh, PendantAudio.tumblr.com and Pendant Productions on YouTube and... Um, come to the Discord. Come on by the Discord. Link is on the main page of the site. Once again... PendantAudio.com Your home for all your pendant needs We'll see you back here next month This is Susan Bridges And Jeffrey Bridges Thank you for listening Mixed it up there That was weird I don't know why Thank you Specifically you Not those other people Just you is that more earnest? No, them too, but specifically you. Thank all of you. Now it's now it's personal. And you. Personal. Thank you. All right, now you got weird. Yeah, I made it creepy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of fun and funny and fun. You like fun. I'm the commanding officer of the Enterprise.